0: I started writing Food for the Archons as a book of despair after watching my father die in 2013. During his transition, I experienced a series of paranormal and psychic events that left me feeling that I had either gone completely crazy or fell into humanity's darkest secret. I spent the next five years conducting extensive research, and I quickly learned that what I had experienced was real. My journey brought me to an understanding that showed me that despite the terrifying reality of an unseen predator, we as humans have a forgotten power. Just knowing this brings us tremendous hope in what once seemed a dark reality. I wrote this book for me in hopes of gaining a better understanding of our reality and relationship to it, but my hope is that you will find as much value in reading it as I did in writing it. I am human, food for the Archons. Humanity's psychic connections, simulated realities, parallel worlds, and the manipulation of mankind. It's available on Amazon.com and at SixthSenseMedia.net and wherever books are sold. I'm Dennis Nappy II, reminding you to let your intuition be your guide. Thank you. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know, you, what can't you, know explain. you can't explain is what you feel. It.
1: you felt it your entire life. There's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there.
0: The war in Ukraine. Flooding the airwaves, flooding our thoughts, polluting the psychic internet like a toxic sludge out there right now, creating... creating just a ton of noise. What are we going to do about that, my friends? Uh, Dennis Nappy II here. Welcome back to the Secret Podcast. It's been about a month and a half since I've been able to get on here and speak with all of you. But this is one you want to pay attention to. And this program right now is a part of probably a four-part series that's going to address some of the things I've been collecting and thinking about and feeling as we've been building towards this escalation and now this conflict that we're seeing in the world, things are sad, things are scary. What do we do about that? I know we have a lot of mixed emotions and feelings about that, and I'm gonna talk about that so this all these uh this four part series here that I'm talking about it's not all podcasts this this really started i want to go back to uh the end of January. I completed a remote viewing session where I was looking ahead into the future. I'll talk about that in a moment. And I got a lot of data. Um, I had a really good month with my predictions where I was seeing elements of this conflict we're seeing right now that I predicted ahead of time. I want to talk about some of the impacts of of that. I'm going to do this podcast right now. The focus is on how we can manifest peace without engaging in the conflict. So that's the focus of this discussion today. The other podcast I'm working on is dealing with the implications of communicating with the future, the questions that I have, the consequences of that. What does it mean? Is it good? Is it bad? Um, So much has been racing through my mind, dealing with my present time, communicating with future points in time. And I have a podcast I've been thinking about probably for about two months now. I've been trying to address it. I just haven't Been ready to sit down and talk about it. And then the last piece are my world events predictions that I did this weekend. Today's February 26th. I completed them on Friday, February 25th. Looking ahead at the month of March. So a whole lot going on here. But my overall philosophy here, uh, it's time to practice what I preach. And I was really struggling with last month's remote viewing. Uh, on a lot of levels. Number one, um, overall, I think that my viewing was pretty successful, meaning I accurately pulled back data from the future. Now, as a remote viewer, I'm trying to improve my targeting because I felt that my my data was just all over the place and it wasn't very significant. So I tasked myself And it's a little bit of front loading here, but I feel that because uh, world events are so broad until you have a war or a conflict going on, it could be anything. I still figured I was safe. And I picked four dates and I was going to specifically look at those dates. And on three of those dates, I targeted the main headline on the Drudge Report. My first data set, uh, if you look at it, it looks like the trucker convoy in Canada. However, the headline on the first date that I targeted, which was February 1st, was about Tom Brady retiring. So that's a miss, but because it was such a noisy month, I did get data on the trucker convoy. However, I'll count it as a miss because I didn't hit the mark. Uh, My next date for Drudge Report was the 15th of February, and I had a drawing of a man in a blue suit balding on top, raising his hand in the air. That day, one of the headlines, the picture associated with it, was Vladimir Putin wearing a blue suit, raising his right hand. So I take that as a hit. I got to look at the actual data and the content of the article, but at least had some elements of target contact there. Uh, I'm waiting on my final one, but I've already got elements of this bleeding through, uh, which was data on, it looked like, uh, quiet streets, and then masses of people and I had an AOL of Subway, and I found a story yesterday that came out. uh, Thousands of people evacuated into the subways to avoid the bombing. So I had a whole bunch of that data. I think that's a hit. I don't know if that's what the headline is going to be tomorrow when it comes out, because I targeted February 27th on the Judge Report. But my point being this. Number one, My ego is now a little bit inflated because I had some elements of target contact. And I say that to try to maintain some humility here. I know I'm a newbie still. and But when you get that kind of target contact, to me, it's still exciting. I'm not seasoned enough yet where it doesn't phase me. I'm excited about it. So I want to look and, and and I'm constantly now I get a little bit I get that taste of success and I find myself now just checking constantly checking the news I had cut the news out of my life because it's so negative and then I find myself becoming aligned with this and this is the the reason here for why I'm taking this approach today so i I found myself checking the news every single day and watching this build up for Russia and part of me and, and Part of me, you want to be right as a remote viewer. You you put yourself out there publicly. You want your data to be right. But the ethical moral side of me says, man, I hope my data is way off. I hope we don't have this war, this horrible loss of life. But I've I've realized that I was, and then once it happens, once the bombs start falling and the conflict and the headlines, and if you've been looking at Drudge Report, you know they've been updating multiple times a day. I mean, it's been... World War Three headlines written in the color red and, you know, images of the front pages of other newspapers and their banner headlines and people dying. Like, it's just all this horrible fear-based stuff. And I'm constantly aligning myself with that. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I'm getting on my phone. I'm checking Drudge. I'm looking at these headlines. I'm going, oh my gosh, this is so bad. Wow, look at how it lines with my remote viewing. And, and I sat down yesterday and I set up my targeting the same way. To look at the headlines for the month of March, which I'll be publishing in the next couple of days. You can see what's coming for March. And it's it's more, it's not as intense, but it's still, you know, I'm still in my mindset knowing I'm tapping into potential war type of data. And it's not, it's not what I want to experience. Um and I I found myself becoming more negative. I found myself becoming more frustrated and short-tempered. Uh, with my family. Now in terms of long-term planning, I'm in the state of like, let's prepare and let's be desperate because the world's ending. So let's not think of anything fun to do because we need to be ready for war. That's where my mind goes now because I'm so consumed with all of this stuff. And I was really, really feeling negative about it. I know a lot of you out there are probably going through the same thing, but it's addicting And I woke up this morning, and look, I've been working really hard battling seasonal depression. About three weeks ago, I got myself a light therapy device, and it's made a huge difference in my life. I put it on for about a half hour in the morning when I do yoga, and I keep it on a little bit longer while making breakfast, and I've noticed now when I wake up in the morning, I'm happy to get out of bed, where before, I literally had that feeling of, I would wake up and I say, what's the point? I don't want to do this today. I'm just so... I don't feel anything. I don't care about anything. It's just been so negative. So this, this light therapy device has really helped me. I found myself in a really good place until about a week ago when I, this data started coming in and I started really reflecting on my remote viewing session. Despite feeling good about my data, I, I was in a moving down to a dark negative spot. And, I, and today I woke up and I'm lying in bed and I didn't want to get out of bed and I didn't want to do yoga. And yoga has been making me feel so good. And I didn't want to go through with anything because yesterday I just did a total psychic dump of more of this stuff and just didn't want to do anything. So I got downstairs and I forced myself to do yoga. And I ended up feeling a little bit better. Then I went and I've been just telling myself, I want to find joy. I want to feel better. And I went and I did my morning meditation. Again, didn't feel like doing it at all. As I started doing it. I started to catch a a signal or a feeling or an idea. And I started to feel better. I started to recognize what was happening. Is that I had aligned myself with this energy of war and of conflict. I had started to focus on that. And thinking psychically or spiritually... I, have now, I had now become an amplifier of that energy. And I'm going to back that statement up in a short moment. But I was taking that fear and that war energy, I was taking it into myself, and then I was projecting it. And it was impacting my family and probably all of you that follow my content, whether you are actively looking at it or not, I believe there's an energetic connection out there. And I'm feeding into that line now that most of the world is looking at. And I realized, I don't want to do that. I don't want to contribute to that. I don't want to contribute to this, this death and this destruction and this war and this chaos. But how do I do that? Because I want to continue this remote viewing experiment that's, that, that fills my soul. It's my life purpose. It feels, you know, I'm enjoying this learning experience that I'm getting out of remote viewing. Hit or miss, I, I learned something from it and it's wonderful. So how can I do remote viewing and predict the future? Do I have to give up my world events? Well, that's how I engage with a lot of my YouTube followers is because they enjoy watching that content. So how can I still be a part of this? Because I had, I had gone from just the freeform world events where just looking at whatever is going to make the headlines to now specifically targeting it, which I think was really helpful for me in getting feedback, to now realizing, well, I'm pulling in some negative stuff and now I'm becoming an echo chamber and an amplifier for these news stories. And let's face it, now I'm not, this is not the thread of this is all fake news. I'm not saying that at all. But I do think that the news we receive here in the US has to have a bias, has to have a lens, has to have some kind of slanted skew. So I suspect I'm collecting data based on that. I don't know for sure. I just don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to amplify this fear based media. I don't. That doesn't downplay what's happening. I want to be quite clear about that. I want to amplify something that's going to bring love and healing to this situation. Now, by talking about the war and the scary conflict, I'm fueling that fire. I believe that 110%. By talking about that on an energetic, psychic level, and I don't want to use the term psychic warfare, but in essence, I think that's what I'm looking at here. In amplifying that negativity, I am making the energy of that war stronger. Even if I'm speaking out against it, I am still adding conflict to a conflict, and that only makes conflict stronger. The only way to cancel out that energetic wave is to find its opposite counterbalance. Not to counter it, but to balance it out. And I really started thinking during meditation this morning, how do I do that? How can I change my focus and my output but still stay true to my craft, who I am, continue with this experiment, and spread some love and healing? And I realized it's my focus. I'm targeting a news site that is absolutely going to report the scary doom and gloom stuff in a way that's going to scare people. And then I'm talking about it. And then I'm challenging people to track my stories and follow my hits and give me feedback on it when they find the story that I made. So, more, I'm encouraging more people to engage with this signal of fear and negativity because I want to do this experiment and see if I can predict the future. And I don't want to do it anymore because I, I feel it. I feel how that toxicity is penetrating. Every essence of me. So I'm going to announce this on my YouTube channel. I'll probably record tomorrow and then put it out um, this week. I'm going to shift my focus again. So for this month, I targeted Drudge. I just got to deal with it. I want to put that data up there. But moving beyond that, my new focus will be looking at um, unknowncountry.com. And following their stories because those stories are more paranormal, UFO. um, They talk about current events sometimes, but it's Whitley Strieber's website, and Whitley Strieber is somebody I strongly admire for his courage to tell his stories about his visitors and beyond throughout his life, and the way he crafted his Dreamland podcast and shared so much of his life. Um, and his stories, it has helped someone like me as I've been wandering through the darkness in the wilderness and trying to interpret my own experiences. It has given me that comfort. It's given me a beacon. It's given me direction. And that's the kind of place, person, energy I want to align myself with. So I'm not sticking my head in the sand. I'm still going to be aware of what's going on. I'm still connected with crypto viewing. We still you know, have our focus there. But on my platform, my energy, my focus, I'm going to focus on websites similar to unknown country. I may throw a coast-to-coast target in there to see some, you know, predict what their guest talks about on such and such a date. You know, um, that's where I want to focus, where there's stories that are more mysterious, curious, positive, inspirational, hopeful, probably a little bit of scary stuff, but not this dark level agenda. That's the first part of what I'm trying to do to promote that energy. I'm not engaging in direct conflict. I'm not challenging anybody. I'm just simply making a choice that I am not going to put out that negative fear-based energy on an energetic level. I, I, and I'm going to talk about the reasons why in a minute, the science and the research behind that in just a moment. And... and my plan on something every one of you can do easily every single day to contribute to peace in your own life and in this world and build that happiness in the face of such darkness that we're experiencing right now. It's empowering, and I'm confident in in this level of empowerment that we're facing. I'm not saying it's super easy, but it's possible. I truly believe that, and this morning I was sitting here realizing have all this information. I've done all this research. I've done all this writing. I've done all these podcasts. And now is a moment where all that stuff, it's time to put my money where my mouth is. It's time to practice what I preach. And that's what I'm doing. So one of those things I'm going to do is with my remote viewing, the way I target things, I'm going to go out of my way to try to avoid getting these, you know, fantastic war stories. Now, that's what a lot of people want to see right now because we're drawn to that. But every one of you listening to my show enjoys when I talk about EFOs, UFOs, and scientific discoveries and, and you know, anything else. So anything that, that unknowncountry.com has, I think, would be of interest more in line with the work that I'm doing and what I want to align myself with. So that's how I'm going to shift some of my focus, some of my content in what I'm doing. Yes, some of that will be front-loaded data. I get it. But I I, I say this because... I, the other of the four stories, three were Drudge Report that I did last month. One was at Unknown Country, same for this month. And I realized the feeling is so different between the targets, between Drudge targets. It's been so intense with Russia and Ukraine. And then I shift to the Unknown Country target and I just feel a different flow of energy. And that's where I want to be. Not to say Unknown Country won't. Comment or have a story about the war, but their method of of presentation, the energy that comes through that website, I find to be more spiritually grounded and safe. So they can cover a story about the conflict in the war, and I feel that that energy that I am tapping into and then sharing will not be adding to the negative resonance that's out there. So that's what my what I got from my meditation this morning. That's kind of one of the things that I walked away from with that. So I hope you'll join me on that journey. So I'll probably put all four of those things, all four of those pieces of content in one newsletter, the secret newsletter, um, because I haven't done one of those in a while. So within the next two two weeks, I hope to have all that, a nice package for everybody. But you'll find it on my website at sixcentsmedia.net as well. So look for this stuff. It's coming out. But back to this aligning ourselves with the energy of peace. you know, there's specific ways to do it. And it's all about our focus and our intent. And I'm not saying just spread love and light. I'm not saying put your head in the sand and don't look at the negative stuff. I'm saying to be mindful of your feelings, your focus, and your energy. And understand when it's aligning with something that is not beneficial to you and our society. and this is what I have been talking about for probably close to a decade now, and I feel that, like I said, now is the time to use it, to use it the right way for the right reasons. So I, I've thought about a meditation. It starts with the meditation and then I'm going to give you the science behind it. Or you know, maybe let's do the science behind it first, and then we'll go through the meditation to close this out. All right, so I'm going to read an excerpt from my book, uh, Food for the Archons, because it, it it consolidates part of the research I want to talk about here. And it's from towards the end of the book. And and if you read Food for the Archons, you might be like, Dennis, you're such a hypocrite. But the first two-thirds of the book is about all the scary stuff. But Then the last third of the book is like, hey, you need to understand this scary stuff because it it explains to you how... Your energy is interacted with and manipulated. And now here's how you can use all of that knowledge to build something beautiful through, the, through your own energy work and energy practices. And one of the studies, the research studies that I quote in this book, is called the Maharishi Effect. Now I have done several podcasts talking about the Maharishi Effect. But I'm going to revisit this section right now because I think it's relevant and important, and we need to be mindful of this right now. So this chapter is called the. I'm just going to read part of this chapter. It's called the Maharishi Effect. So what can we do with this untapped power of ours? How can it enrich our lives and better the world? What do we need to do to access this force? We can use this sense to offer healing to ourselves, our community, and to the world. And fortunately, there is compelling research to support that claim. In the 1970s, research was conducted in an attempt to understand the correlation between people practicing Transcendental Meditation and violence and crime in a particular area. What the studies found was that a, smaller number of medi- a small number of meditators have the ability to reduce criminal activity in a targeted area through the practice of Transcendental Meditation. According to the Transcendental Meditation website, TM.org, Transcendental Meditation is an effortless technique for, quote, recharging your mind and body and creating a brighter, more positive state of mind. Research has shown that TM reduces stress and anxiety and improves brain function and cardiovascular health. Studies into the impact of TM on crime, which came to be known as the Maharishi effect, were conducted in a wide range of locations and all boasted similar results. In 1981, a study was conducted in the U.S. involving multiple cities. The study looked at pairs of cities with populations larger than 10,000. 1% of the population in experimental cities had been instructed in the TM technique by the end of 1972. Control cities had a significantly lower population of TM trainees, with a mean percentage of 0.22%. The study looked at crime totals, for each of the experimental and control cities for each year between 1967 and 1977. The years 1967 to 72 served as the pre-intervention period, while 1972 to 1977 were the post-intervention period. What the study found was a decrease in the crime rate among the experimental cities. The decrease was evident both immediately after the cities reached the 1% level of TM program participation and in the crime rate trend during the subsequent five years. The findings imply that persons taking TM will influence others, including the crime-prone population. Ultimately, Transcendental Meditation seems to have a direct effect on the levels of crime in a given area. With an understanding of the cardio communication, more on that in a moment, as explained by HeartMath, It shouldn't come as a surprise that the TM techniques work to reduce violence and crime in a given area because meditators are charging the electromagnetic field that then has a direct impact on anyone interacting with that field. Much like one could change the pH level of a fish tank to affect the behaviors of fish, we can change the pH level of our energetic fishbowl to positively or negatively impact those who swim among us. By simply meditating, We possess the power to increase levels of peace in a given area. We have that power. And that's further that's research right there. And we can make argument with that, saying, well, there could be other factors beyond just the meditation. What if this is an indication of lifestyle choices? And once it reaches 1%, people are making different lifestyle choices and it has nothing to do with psychic stuff. We could say that. But when you combine the heart math research the HeartMath Institute's research looking at the electromagnetic heart that I've talked about on this show numerous times. And in summary, we all have an electromagnetic field that is generated by the human heart. That electromagnetic field carries different frequencies depending on which emotion we are experiencing. We can can control our emotional state as verified through HeartMath research by regulating our breathing and our focus. There's great studies through their website that you can look at to understand this better. But furthermore, our electromagnetic field that extends beyond our body is constantly interacting with the electromagnetic fields of other people. When you walk in a room, this is what an empath goes through. An empath is very sensitive to these fields and understands how to interpret that data. And what I've been saying for years on my show is we need to be mindful of the energy that we're interacting with. When you walk in a room and something feels bad or angry or upset, you need to recognize this isn't me. There's something in here that I either
1: need to address or remove myself from. The earth has an electromagnetic field. The
0: sun has an electromagnetic field. Those electromagnetic fields... Influence our electromagnetic field, but our electromagnetic field also influences the Earth and the Sun, which is interacting with everyone else around us. Therefore, we have the ability to contribute a positive energy wave into the collective energetic soup that's around us. And if enough of us can can create a harmonic resonance, then we can change the energy. And ultimately, spread peace and love. And I know that sounds hippie ish to say that, but they were on to something. But we got to hold the line. And this is not about conflict. This is not about fighting. That's why I don't like the term psychic warfare. This is just promotion of psychic peace. Because what studies have found through heart math is that people in a room who are trained in what they call social coherence, will align themselves with a particular frequency based on their breathing and their heart rate. And other people in the room who are not trained, who are in a different state of coherence, will fall into line with their heart rate and their biorhythms and their energy with the other people in the room who are in a state of coherence. It's contagious. And this is used against us all the time. If you think about the
1: mob mentality, And how it spreads like wildfire because we get so angry.
0: Now I bring myself back to the remote viewing project that I created for myself over the past month and how I feel I lost control, not just with my ego, but with the alignment of the energy of conflict and the promotion and the amplification of that frequency. And I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't have to. Nobody's forcing me to. So, what do we do? Well, for me, as somebody who puts content out that affects people, I'm shifting my focus. Doesn't mean I'm not going to talk about bad things if they come up. But my targeted focus will be of something more in line with the things that we've always enjoyed on this show. Because if listening to my show brings you joy on the interesting things that I share, then at least I'm contributing to something happy and not something scary. The other piece is a daily meditation that I'm going to recommend that you complete. You can do it once a day. You can do it five times a day. Whatever you have time for. But what I encourage you is to, once you find that feeling and that resonance, is to revisit it as often as you can throughout the day. So Here's my suggestion. You can modify it as you see fit. I'm going to go through what I came up with during my meditation today, and I hope you share it and spread it. If you want to get comfortable, we can do it right now. You want to pause the, the podcast for a moment, get comfortable. If not, you don't have to
1: close your eyes. You can continue doing what you're doing and just listen to my words. Start off by taking a few slow, deep breaths. Breathe in through your nose and slowly out through your mouth. Breathe in. Breathe out. Continue that breathing and focus on your body. Breathe in. Breathe out. As your body relaxes, focus on your heart. Focus on the energy around your heart. And put your hand on your heart. Feel it beating. Feel the warmth. And just breathe. Breathe in. Breathe out. I want you to visualize someone you care about. See their face. See them standing there in front of you. And now I want you to th- either think about a time that you and this person embraced. And if you've never embraced, I want you to visualize that embrace as if it was happening right now. Can you feel their arms around you? Can you feel the pressure as they squeeze you tighter, as their body touches and connects with yours? How do you feel? Take that feeling, wherever it is in your body, and expand it. Let that feeling run through your entire body. And just sit there with it. And know that through the rest of your day, all you need to do is think of their name, and that feeling will return to you. Anytime you want. Any challenge you face. That energy is there. Picture a a color that is associated with that energy. That energy of love and comfort. Picture it. Let that color expand starting in your heart traveling through your whole body with that frequency it's there that color you can also think of will amplify your frequency that feeling of love now holding that color in your mind, that feeling, that embrace, visualize a map of the Ukraine, and I want you to drop a dab of that color in the center of that map. As you breathe in, that color expands and fills the entire map. And
0: covers it completely. And glows brilliantly, beautifully
1: in that frequency, in that color. You feel the warmth of your embrace pouring into that country right now. Into that map. And it starts to spread and spill into Russia and the surrounding countries until the whole map as you pull out the whole globe the entire planet is covered and glowing in this beautiful embrace of warmth color hold that feeling and watch it spread and now focus in the people of Ukraine. Can you see them? Visualize them smiling and sharing an embrace just as powerful as the one you just shared. They're singing, they're celebrating, as are the people of Russia. And the world. Feel it. Feel that celebration. As the world embraces itself. Watch that color. Swim. Through everybody. Breathe in. Breathe out. Take a few moments. Enjoy this experience, knowing that you can revisit it at any time you wish. And share and spread that loving, kind energy. Slowly. Blink your eyes, ground yourself, and come back to us. And remember, you only need to think of your color or your person's name or face to trigger that energy in you and to project it outwards to where it's needed most right now. And that, my friends. Is how we bring about peace. That is what it is to be a psychic warrior. Spread that feeling, my friends. Okay, thank
0: you. If you're still with me, uh, thank you for participating in that guided meditation. I recommend practicing your meditation every day. I recommend. Developing a Reiki practice. I'll have more on Reiki coming up uh, in future podcasts. I recently became certified as a Reiki teacher, so I'll have more uh, to share with all of you as as has helped me to heal and to grow in so many unique ways over the last few years. Um, so I look forward to sharing that journey with all of you, my friends. I know times are scary, but there are things that we can do. The choices we make. And where we align our focus is important. If you have the time, drop me a line. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on this experience. And uh, I don't say it often, but this is one I would request that you share with friends and family who may be interested in this. Thank you so much. I love each and every one of you for listening, for sticking with me, for your continued support and interest. You're a big part of the reason why I continue to do what I do. And I thank you for being an outlet for me and sharing in my embrace. I love you all. Dennis Nappy II here. This has been another episode of the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep an open mind, and let your intuition be your guide. Thank you. Be water, my friend. Be water, my friend. Be water, my friend.
1: My friend, my friend.